Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932, The Bombing of Hawaii's Volcano, The Dancing Plague, The Ohio Grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the ai, the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On this episode, a long lost treasure in the desert of New Mexico. Welcome to Mystery Kids Podcast. It's November of 1937. In a remote area of southern New Mexico, a man by the name of Doc Noss is hunting deer on an outing with friends and family. But on this particular outing, he is alone. A storm suddenly rolls in over the mountain, and Doc decides to take shelter under a large rock outcropping. As he shakes off the rain and settles in to wait out the storm, he notices a large stone that looks a bit out of place. It looked like it had been worked, as he put it, meaning that it had been shaped or carved by human hands. Doc went about trying to lift the stone. When it didn't budge, he began to dig around the edges of the rock with his boots. It was much larger than it looked from the surface, but he eventually got it lifted from its place, and beneath it was a large, deep hole, an entrance to a cave. What Doc would find in that cave would change his life and the lives of his family for multiple generations. This is an incredible story of greed, betrayal, and secrecy. But before we go any further, we need to take a step further back in time and look at the stories of four other men. One of these men, or possibly all of them, may be responsible for what Doc would find in the depths of this cave. The first man is Chief Victorio. He was the chief of the Warm Springs Apache War Tribe in northeastern New Mexico in the mid to late 1800s. Now, Chief Victorio had no use for gold, but he wasn't going to let anyone take over his homeland, so he defended it to the death. And along the way, it is said he would rob and plunder mail coaches, wagon trains, and even churches to steal all their precious valuables. He would also capture, torture, and kill his enemies. The second man, Juan de Oñate, was a Spanish conquistador in 1598 over 400 years ago. Juan had a voracious appetite for treasure and would take any he could get his hands on. He was very cruel to the Akama people, forcing them to labor for him and killing them when he was finished with them. He was eventually sent away for his cruelty, but no one knows what happened to all the valuables that he gathered. The third man was a man by the name of Maximilian, and he was the emperor of Mexico in the 1860s. Maximilian was very wealthy, 
and it is said that he may have shipped his wealth outside of Mexico because he was afraid of an assassination attempt on his life. This means he was afraid someone was going to try and kill him, so he may have sent a large amount of treasure away so that he could go start a new life somewhere else before someone could kill him. It turns out he was right, and he was assassinated in 1867. And the final man was a Catholic missionary named Father LaRue. LaRue served for the Catholic Church in the New Mexico area in the late 1700s. During his time there, he met an older man who had lived his life as an explorer. He and LaRue became good friends, and he even took care of the old man during his last days as he was dying. And before this old man died, he told Father LaRue a secret. He gave Father LaRue directions to a mountain a few days' journey away and told him that on this mountain, he would find gold. Soon after, the old man died, and not long after, LaRue and his followers have a big problem. Their crops are failing. With a shortage of food and water, LaRue has no choice but to take his followers somewhere new. The story that the old man had told him was stuck in his mind, so he gathered his followers and headed north to the Lone Mountain. When they get there, LaRue finds that the old man is right. His people find a large vein of gold in the mountain. They quickly get to work mining the gold, turning it into ingots. An ingot is a bar that is formed when you melt gold, pour it into a mold, and let it cool, forming a gold bar. They start stacking these gold bars inside the mine. And a mine is a large hole or tunnel that is dug into rock or dirt to look for different materials, like gold. But before long, the Mexican army finds out what is happening on the mountain. They want to take the gold from LaRue and send it back to Spain. Luckily, LaRue hears that the Mexican army is coming for them, so he gets as much mining done as he can, hides the gold in the mine, and closes all the entrances, leaving no trace of where they had been working. When they arrived, they demanded LaRue show them where the gold is, but he refused to talk, so they began torturing him in hopes that he would tell them where it was. But the torture killed LaRue, and most of his followers were tortured and killed as well. The soldiers looked everywhere for the gold, but they couldn't find it. Now back to Doc Noss. Remember the man that found the cave while hunting? Well, as Doc looked down the hole, he sees an old makeshift ladder tied to the side of the cave wall. At this point, he's thinking he must have found an old abandoned mine shaft, and he wants to go explore. So he goes back to tell his wife about what he found, and they go to town to get supplies before returning to explore it. The ladder looks old and fragile, so Doc decides to use a rope to get himself into the hole. He goes down about 60 feet and finds a large boulder is blocking the tunnel from going any further. But after looking closer, he finds a small space on one side where he can squeeze past and continues down the tunnel. Doc goes down the tunnel for over 200 feet before the tunnel opens up into a large room. He says that it looks like a living area where a lot of people had once lived. He first finds rock carvings and paintings that he guesses were left there by Native American tribes. At the end of this large room, he goes another 125 feet down another tunnel that leads into a large natural cave. This cave has holes chiseled into the walls that are formed into rooms. In the open area, he finds human skeletons that have their hands tied together and tied to a stake that was drilled into the ground. 
And in the small rooms, he finds more skeletons stacked on top of each other, 27 in total. Then he finds what he thinks are iron bars, thousands of them stacked against the cave wall. He brings these all back to the surface to show his wife. Her name is Babe. Now Babe looks over all of the things he has found and starts looking closer at the iron bar. It looks awfully dirty, so she decides to use sand and rocks to scratch away the buildup of grime on this bar. And when she does, what she sees shining back at her is solid gold. Doc and Babe decided to pitch a tent outside the cave, and Babe began to basically live there. Every day, Doc would go down the mine and bring as many of these gold bars and other artifacts as he could find back to the surface. It is estimated the amount of the treasure in that cave would be worth more than $2 billion. And that kind of money can make some people act crazy. Doc began sneaking out at night and burying it in the desert, and he wouldn't tell anyone where it was, not even Babe. He buried all this in a chest, along with a document that he found dated to 1797 with a mysterious message on it. It was a message written by Pope Pius III in the 1500s. So on this piece of paper, someone wrote the same message that Pope Pius III had written hundreds of years earlier. If you want to read this strange message, you can find it in our show notes. Now you might be asking yourself, why did Doc just go and hide his gold in the desert instead of spending it? Well, it's because just a few years earlier, Congress had passed the Gold Act, which made it illegal to sell gold. So Doc was hiding it away until a later day when he could actually sell the gold to get his money. After burying a lot of this treasure in the desert, Doc decides he needs to make the hole bigger so that he can carry out more gold at a time. Right now, he is only able to carry out two bars on each trip, so he wants to make things go faster. He hires someone that will come below a larger hole in the mine to break apart that large boulder that is blocking the shaft. But this decision is one that Doc would regret for the rest of his life. They used dynamite to get the job done, but instead of blowing a bigger hole into the mine, it collapsed and buried the hole completely. Doc now had no way to get to the rest of the treasure. Doc was totally defeated by this point. He spent the next nine years trying to find someone who would buy the gold he had already hidden away in the desert, but no one would buy it. Then he met a man from Texas who owned an oil mining company. This man's name was Charles Ryan. He agreed to drill the mine out for Doc in exchange for 25000 in gold bars. But before the drilling could start, Doc started to worry that Charles would try to betray him and take all the gold for himself. And since he had told Charles where the gold was buried, he decided to dig it up and move it somewhere else. When Charles found out about this, he was very angry with Doc. He demanded that Doc tell him where he moved the treasure to, and when Doc refused, Charles killed him. With Doc and his chest of gold gone, his wife Babe decided to try to reopen the mine and get the rest of the treasure. She spent years hiring men to clear rocks out of the mine. But then, in 1955, the U.S. Army expanded the White Sands Missile Range and took control of Victoria Peak. Babe was now shut out for good. To this day, the Army denies that there is any gold on Victoria Peak, 
but there have been reports of mining activity by the military on the peak. And some of the people that worked on that army base during that time have come forward and said that the military did go in and remove all of the treasure. Babe's grandchildren are still trying to get permission to explore Victoria Peak to this day. We might never know the truth of what happened in this story. Some people say Doc lied and never really found any treasure. Some say that the army took the treasure and don't want anybody to find out. What do you think happened? Porter's Ponderings Do you think Doc found the hidden treasure? How do you think the treasure got there? Who put it there? Who do you think all of the skeletons belong to? Do you think there is still treasure on Victoria Peak? Do you think Doc's treasure chest of gold is still buried in the desert waiting to be found? Would you want to find it? Thank you so much for listening to the Mystery Kids podcast. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check out our website at mysterykidspodcast.com. We have resources for each episode on our website. This week, we also have a free coloring page of Victoria Peak Treasure. On the next episode of the Mystery Kids podcast, does North America have its very own Loch Ness Monster? Thanks for listening.